Hear that podcast growling, mean and angry. Hear that local shouting, it's Daynerin. Dave Ninemitz. It's Daynerin. Dave Ninemitz. All right, welcome to the latest edition of Hear That Podcast. Growlin, Paul Eater Jr., Dave Ninimitz of The Athletic on the walkout here with you on a night where the Cincinnati Bengals win on Monday Night Football, beating the Rams 19-16. to And Joe Burrow played. He did not hurt his calf any more than it was already hurt. He did had no setbacks. It all went well on that side. They won a game. They're not 0-3. They can get the hell out of Dodge and say those two <laughs> things is really all that mattered. It's kind of, Dave, it's kind of what tonight was going to be about at the end of the day. Is we're going to spend plenty of time dissecting the issues that are happening offensively, of which there are many, and they have a long way to go. We can talk a lot about how the defense was able to really show up and help carry this offense through that uh, a little bit. And they just absolutely ate up a beleaguered and beaten up Rams offensive line. And all that stuff deserves plenty of look. But the bottom line is one and two won the game. Burrow didn't get hurt despite taking the risk going out there. Exhale. That's kind of yeah. what it is. Big picture game. Yeah, this is best case scenario. I mean, it didn't need to be pretty tonight. It just needed to be him not getting hurt, pulling out a win. And really, I mean, the defense bouncing back like that is so encouraging because last week and the week before we were kind of questioning where they were at and they looked like the defense we know and then some and so many dudes stepped up on the defensive side. But yeah, I mean, this is... You walk away, it's kind of a survive in advance, but man, getting that win is huge for them. It is. Um, I'm going to get to the defense in a moment. I'm going to like do what I always hate is that we always talk about Burrow and the offense first, but I, his week was so unique and he sort of addressed it a little bit after the game. And he basically said he knew over the last couple of days that he was going to be able to give this thing a chance and, and be able to go that really felt like he was going to be able to play. And he said on Sunday, he knew in his head he was going to play. Zach Taylor kind of reiterated that, that it was trending that direction as they hit the weekend and and really thought he was going to be able to do it. And he talked a lot about wanting to show and practice what the decision makers needed to see, and that was he could go out there and not have setbacks. And He sort of did an, an early pre-workout routine earlier this morning to kind of um, – just settled it once and for all. And, and they decided to go with it. He was not a hundred percent. He was, he it was admittedly out there just h- hoping to get through it. Um, yeah. And, and that was apparent. I mean, he wasn't leaving the pocket except for a couple of times. Uh, and he was just hoping to hang on. He got planted a couple of times by Aaron Donald, but he was just thinking that he talked about after the game, Oh, and three was in his head. And we talked about that during the week, Dave, like, yeah, it clearly was on him. He said, there's risk in going out there and re-injuring it, but there's also risk in going oh and three. And he pointed out that that played into his decision. And I think that shows 
who he's going to be. He's going to be a guy who's going to, when push comes to shove, if there's some way that he can be out there with his guys, he's going to do everything he can to do it. It was a risk. Everyone admitted it a risk. It was a risk. And the fact that they survived it is an exhale. I mean, I think there was a, it was a pretty pragmatic theory to say, go with your backup risk losing. And I think that you can look at it in a way and say, okay, you know, get him back healthy and be strong down the stretch. Conversely, that just puts so much pressure down the stretch that, um, you know, there, there's the argument to be made the other way. And I think the fact that he didn't go out and <laughs> despite the fact that he threw it, what, 49 times, uh, you know, there's a case to be made that they didn't really risk him that much because they didn't have him rolling out and doing anything where he had to move around a whole lot. So, again, just best case scenario, but it definitely definitely does speak to him anything it takes to try to get out there and win. And, uh, you know, you kind of held your breath a little bit, but he walks away what appears to be unscathed. So for now, but he admitted, I mean, that's just for now. You know, I yeah. mean, they, he's going to have to go through the same thing this week. Hopefully we don't all have to go through the same thing this <laughs> week after what we went through last week of, you know, calf gate all the way up to the end. But yeah. it it is, again, going to continue to be a thing that they're going to have to be careful with. They're just trying to get through every week and not getting hurt. And I think where they're at right now is get through these games, figure out ways to get points each week somehow with whatever with with your limitations and hope that this defense can carry you. And and I think that's where we're at with it because this defense needs to, and there's no reason they can't, there's no reason the next two weeks against Ryan Tannehill and Josh Dobbs in Arizona can't be this defense throwing them on their back a little bit while the offense is still limited and figuring things out because that that's how they're I mean they're built that way it's why they're a good team it's it's why they have the expectations they do because if one side of the ball is going through what the offense is currently going through and trying to dig out of they have a group that can take advantage of subpar offenses which when you look at the next two on their schedule it's certainly an opportunity uh for for them to do it again and they're I think they're going to need them to yeah but I think what's going to be interesting on the offensive side is how you're going to scheme these next two games because they had a good plan tonight and it involved a lot of short passes and it was great the way they used chase and that paid off big time. Um, now there's, there's film on that. And, you know, do you use mixing a little bit more moving forward? Do you, you hope that T Higgins has a better game than he had tonight, but um you know, I I don't think you can come back out with the exact same game plan again offensively and expect that defenses aren't going to adjust. So it's it's still going to be tricky, but I agree with you on the opponents. I think the defense could kind of do what it did tonight and carry the team over the next few weeks. Yeah, I mean, they're just saving their ass right now. I mean, it's yeah. just I mean, that's that's what tonight was. Tonight yeah. was this defense saving them from that abysmal first half. And I sort of asked Zach Taylor, like, where are you at with this offense right now? And he said it was poor. In the first half, it was poor. You know, he admitted I I didn't put them in a good position to play callers. We were, you know, they had the three false starts on third downs. I mean, was bad. drops. I mean, all of it was just it, it was bad. I mean, there was there was they were there was nothing to them. And they're out here throwing it 31 times second most throws in the first half that in Burrow's career on a bad calf. You yeah. pointed out a lot of that was RPO driven where 
There was a lot of runs called that Joe was pulling for short passes that were kind of that made him that ended up being successful plays. But yeah, some of it was, but a lot of it was just still a reluctance to lean into the run game was just kind of stunning early where you just thought that's the direction they would go. I wonder if, you know, we talk a lot about them feeling limited in the pass game because of the shotgun and be, how limited are they in the run game when they can't go under center at all? True. Um, they're stuck in this just gun run downhill trying to find ways to run out of it. And there's just only so many ways you can do it. I think they are feeling limited in the run game there as well. It's a good point. I mean, that, that does change a lot of things if you're coming out of the at a shotgun all the time. And, uh, I, you know, it's not like Mixon necessarily tore it up tonight. I thought he ran hard and he had some nice runs. And as the game went on, he got more and more effective. But um, maybe that's it. And maybe that's uh, it was pretty stunning to see, you know, the the seven runs to 27 passes in the first half. Like, regardless of the circumstances, it just I did not expect to see that. But you're right. It could be another product of this and the product of coming out of the shotgun. So much with what they're dealing with offensively right now is, is some of the things we've mentioned, but just the inability to get anything deep. I mean, they mm-hmm. <laughs> so they talked. They had the one the one ball to chase they got for forty three that they did the fake pitch and a rollout. And Zach Taylor said before, you know, they talked about it during the week. You think you might be able to do this? I mean, this was as as adventurous as they could get. Was maybe like what four or five steps out to the right yeah. before he threw it. And he said, we might try to do it. Okay, see how you're doing. He said, before that series, went up to him. Can you do the rollout play? He's like, yeah, I can do it. I feel feel like I can do it. And he, Joe was kind of asked about it after the game. And he said, how'd you know you could do it? He said, I didn't. I didn't know. I was just going <laughs> to try to do it. I thought I could do it. So, yeah. and, and it's like something as small as that is able to spring Jamar Chase wide open. They're just playing in such a box. And yeah. they're so constrained so much. And Joe's making it work in these second halves when they've moved the ball a little bit. He's kind of been making it work. But so so here's here's something for you. They're two of 20 this year, throwing the ball more than 15 yards in the air. Um, and both of those coming tonight, the ball to chase and the one up the middle to uh, Tanner Hudson, fresh off the practice squad, yeah. to, just playing. Uh, okay. And the last couple of years, uh, let's see. Last year, fifty-nine of one fifteen for one thousand five hundred and twenty-one yards when throwing over fifteen air yards. That's fifty-one percent. The year before that, fifty-two percent, nineteen hundred yards throwing it down the field. When that's who you are, and that's your off. So much of your offense, yeah. Teams are trying to stop it. And yeah, they had the rain in week one, and you know, the hell, I know, I get it. Too high, whatever. They, they were seeing these defenses last year, and they were still throwing it a ton deep down the field. When you have that really taken away because you can't create them and you can't move and you're worried about holding the ball too long, it's it's just it takes away so much of what you can do, and you're seeing that directly there where they just can't even get anything where they're throwing the ball a little bit down the field. Yeah, it definitely uh, caps what they can do, and it's almost a little weird seeing Burrow just float some of those passes. I mean, I yeah. feel like I'm watching vintage Chad Pennington out there or something because he's he's still uh, got the brain to not do stupid things and still can manage the game, but it's just not the Joe Burrow we know. Um, 
so yeah, it, it really it limits what they can do, and that's it. I think that's just what it's going to be moving forward, and hopefully for their sake, we see improvement on it week to week. And I think we'll kind of know the calf's getting better when he starts hitting those. Bengals made a big bet on the offensive line tonight. I mean, they said, look, this is the best offensive line we feel like we've had for Burrow. We feel like they played really well last week against Baltimore. The trust, I think, I don't think you can pull the trigger on allowing Burrow to play if you didn't feel like you really believed in this front five. And I think they paid it off tonight. Aaron Donald got his because Aaron Donald gets his. Okay. Yeah. He's out here beating double teams and doing Donald things. And he threw him down a couple of times, including one that he just kind of laid there like a corpse. And you're like, everyone's <laughs> gasping, wondering if Burrow's going to get up. Um, yeah. But that's just, I thought as a, on a whole, considering 49 dropbacks or 49 attempts, yeah, only two sacks, six quarterback hits. Some of them were easy. I mean, they had a big win tonight. Ted Karras sort of talking afterwards, and he's like, "Ah, ninety nine got one on me. Whatever. I hate that. I, I want to be <laughs> perfect, you know." And and he's just ridiculous. Called him the best interior defensive lineman uh, since Alex Karras, which I appreciate on his <laughs> behalf. Uh, talking about this family, but you got um, you. You got that paid off tonight. I thought they they protected for the most part really, really well, and they had to. And that belief is is why I think they were able um, to let him play. I want to make sure I said that before we flip over and and talk a little bit more about the defense because Dax Hill has a great game. I mean, he was yeah. It was like my thought the whole time was they kept saying, "Look, you're gonna for right now we're gonna trade experience for speed." And every in the athleticism you get, and boy, that's what it looks like yeah. when he came when he came out like a bat out of hell for the sack or the t- tackle for loss. Huge plays in this game, um, you know, just free running, just so fast, so quick. Yeah. He had a, a tackle on third down, covering Tyler Higby, where he's just his closing speed is so quick. DJ Turner had a PBU. I mean, you you saw them. And then the way the offensive line just just took over, our defensive line just took over. I mean, Trey Hendrickson with a couple of sacks. They had six sacks. Logan Wilson with two interceptions, two goal-to-go stops. Finally, Dave, validating my story on the goal-to-go <laughs> stops, being such a big part of their defense yeah. uh, and allowing me to shamelessly plug it on the internet tonight. But it's like that's that's who they, they are, man, that they can just – you give them an opening, they can wreck it and, you know, L.A. gets a one injury up front. They got note boom hobbled, but in there at guard. I mean, they're just – and Hendrickson talked about it afterwards to me. I, I asked him, I was like, how many times do you think you got held and they didn't call it tonight? And he kind of <laughs> laughed, and he's like, you know, quite a bit. But, you know, they they lined that guy up in front of me. That guy came out there, and, hey, his job was to block me. It's a production league. Sorry, you know, it's basically like, <laughs> sorry, dude, off the bench. It ain't your best night that you got me because I'm eaten. And he was. I mean, he was back there every snap. And it just it changed the game. Changed the game. Yeah. Fairly, fairly ironic, Dave, that the uh, injury riddled, beat up, not good enough offensive yeah. line uh, was the reason that the uh, the Rams couldn't run any offense tonight. Yeah. How does that feel, Rams? Yeah, uh, it's, right. it's a shame the stakes weren't as high. But yeah, yeah, it was like. Uh, like they released the kraken with uh hendrickson once once he smelled blood on that end yeah. and it was funny because uh, you know i was watching it from home and lewis riddick to his credit called one of those sacks he, he just before the snap ever went he goes 
watch Hendrickson. He's going to get him here. In front of he got him. <laughs> and I think there was one other he was in that Hubbard got a penalty on that would have been yes. a third yeah. sack. I mean, the he Hubbard was, penalty wiped out the other one. Yep. Yeah. He was just flying around out there. But yeah, back to Dax Hill. I mean, you see why he was a first round pick. I, the instincts will come and he's got a lot of room to grow. But man, he was looking like a legit dude out there tonight for sure. Rams one of eleven on third down. I mean, they just had they they had all the answers. You know, Lou, Lou Anarumo had was doing a lot of stuff back there on the back end to kind of keep even Stafford a little bit off balance and confused, which is hard to do. And Stafford had moments early, man. He was dealing. He was making some throws, mm-hmm. and you could see it. But again, with with Matt Stafford, you get in his face, you rattle him, you hit him a few times, and the mistakes come. And that's been his reputation. And it showed tonight. I mean, they were able to they were able to get a few. The, you know, you, whether it be the interceptions or just other opportunities um, that were created, and the offense just didn't do enough with it. Um, but it didn't matter, and it was enough, and that's all that matters. And so, so we 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 move it on from here with a team that's one and two, and they're Dave. They're one game out of first place. How's that How about for that? You? How's that How for that? you? There you go. Although the Browns look uh incredible, their de- their defense just looks incredible. Does not look like there's yeah. any flukiness that was happening uh through the first week or two. I mean, they're they are just are the are the real deal, but it's that's what it's gonna be for now. All that matters, you know. I, I keep I'm looking at this buy here, Dave. Week seven. You know, the, the Bengals they they gotta go through tennis at to Tennessee to Arizona, get Seattle at home. Um can you win all three? Sure. Can you uh, can you go two and one and get yourself back to even at that break and then get the and get Burrow through with without a tweak, without re-injuring? Go two and one, get and then the extra week, the extra time, and feel like you come out of that by fully yourself and not and just right there at five hundred where you need to be at the least, maybe better. Um, you feel like first month or two of the season bullet dodged considering yeah. everything that they've had to deal with. Um, you know, you thought this was going to be maybe the part of the schedule where you can really make, Hey, well, it's just, it's a lot of things are going on. You just want to get yourself into the right position. I feel like it's going to be on this defense to kind of be the ones to do that. The schedule sets up that way. The way they're playing sets up that way. The likely continued limitations of Joe Burrow sets up that way. I think the offense can find it a little bit more. I think they'll keep learning from it, and and there'll be opportunities for them as well uh, against those teams. But I think you need this defense to to keep doing it uh, to to get you to that spot. I agree, and it'll start with uh, seeing what they can do with Derrick Henry, who's coming off a very pedestrian game where he got shut down. I don't know if that bodes well or poorly for them if they're going to get him on a bounce-back game, but I wouldn't sleep on the Cardinals as much as they're a bunch of no-names. They're giving everybody hell, so you know it's not going to be a cakewalk, but um, I think you're right. I think it's going to have to be all those guys we watch step up tonight on defense. They have to keep doing it, and... uh, they certainly have the defense to do it if they if it comes together like tonight. Well, it was quite a, it was again quite an atmosphere here tonight. You know, we had Chad and uh, and Boomer going into the ring, and every damn buddy from Bengals history was here. Marvin Lewis, <laughs> Mike Zimmer, 
T.O. Uh, we had, you know, I mean, you name it. I saw a T.J. T.J. Houston was just walking across the field pregame at one point. Like he's just <laughs> like, man, this is my house. He's, you can just see him just walking around, <laughs> hanging out. Everybody else is over in the penned off area. With the, the, no, no, man, I'm a player. OK, I'm out here. But it's like, you know, everybody was was here. It was a big celebration um, with so many. I think it was the first time Marvin's been back. Honestly, really? I, I, <clears throat> I can't remember Marvin be certainly not for a game and a point where he was seen out there uh, since since uh, he left. Um, and so I thought that was kind of interesting, but he's obviously going to show up for for his yeah. guy Chad tonight. But it was a, a it was loud. It was wild. I mean, it was everything. They've done a great job with this whole white tiger thing and the uniforms and everything else. It's been great. They're undefeated in them. Uh, Zach Taylor talked after the game about how, you know, they're six and zero under the lights, uh, six in a row under the lights for them. Uh, and here and how it's just a different feel in here for those games. It's true. It's tough. It's it it creates quite a tough atmosphere. It's very reminiscent of your Seahawks, um, you know, where it's yeah. it's becoming a bit of a thing. Uh, where it's it's a it's becoming a notoriously very tough place to come in and play, not just because of the opponent, but because of the atmosphere they've created. And this is kind of the prime um, I- I- example of that. So big night, wild night at at, uh, at Paycor. Joe Burrow plays, throws it forty nine times, stays healthy. Bengals win, and and really that sentence is all that really matters. We'll be back with more later this week. Um, we will be back on Thursday and take a closer look at Tennessee. Uh, we'll, we'll see. There's so much, there's so much to get to, but right now, after a wild week, calf gate, everything that went on, <laughs> AJ McCarron's here now. Like it's just been, uh, it's it's been something. I saw AJ McCarron after the game today, and he just kind of looked at me and laughed about, you know, how absurd it is that there he is. Here's <laughs> AJ McCarron here, just hanging out, bringing bringing W's and uh, and uh, and everything else. So it's. Uh, it's been a it's been a wild one, but we'll we'll check back in with you as it goes on. Keep it locked to everything at the athletic. Have stories coming up. Uh, you know, plenty of coverage for you on everything else. So all right. From the middle of the night here at Paycor Stadium, Paul Jr., Dave Ninimitz letting you go. Bengals win 19 to 16. Have a good one, everybody.